The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I'm super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. I hope that resonates with you. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, imagine you living in a space of peace right now. I don't care what's going on around you, you at peace right now. On this program, we talk about the philosophy of everyday peace as a system. That's right, a system for us to achieve our next level of greatness. Did you know that your next level of greatness is achieved when you put certain systems in place in your life? We talk about that on Everyday Peace. We also bring you the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities to learn and to grow and yes, to laugh because this life deserves some laughter. If you're new to our tribe, Welcome to the world of everyday peacemakers. You can learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, and my philosophy, Everyday Peace, by visiting my website, drdrayvonjames.com. The website includes words of wisdom, encouragement, contact information, and you get free gifts. So I encourage you, log on today, drdrayvonjames.com. If you are not a member of our free Facebook group, Leaders in High Heels, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and sign up today. Leaders in High Heels is a group of women that collectively working together to get to our next level of greatness in our health, our wealth, and our relationships. Leaders in High Heels free Facebook group. Now, as you know, our theme of 2022 on the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show is it's time to improve my life. That's right. make it personal because you are the CEO of your life. If it is going to be, it is up to you. You got this. And we're going to partner with you. We're going to we're going to get there together. So today we got a great show for you today. An absolutely wonderful show. And I I call it um you know, uh, seeing is believing, right? We're talking about preserving your eyesight, preserving your eyesight. We have Dr. Daniel LaRoche with us today. He is a New York City eye specialist, Ivy League trained. We only bring you the best board certified associate professor of ophthalmology. Dr. Daniel LaRoche is an eye doctor. He's here today to talk to us about preserving your eyesight. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited to have you here because I'm at that age and many of our listeners are too, where you get your glaucoma testing and all of this stuff. And I got to tell you, when I first read your material, you know what I thought about is, I don't know if how many of you watched Good Times, but I was, I did watch Good Times. And I happened to read an article about the gentleman that played JJ. 
losing his eyesight to glaucoma because he didn't do the necessary you know, procedures, kind of knew he had it. And then just the article said he just woke up one day and couldn't see. So wow. it can wow. be just that silent and just that um, life altering. So welcome to the show. This is a very timely topic. We're talking about a life of peace, wholeness um, and completeness. And if you are a sighted individual, you know how important your eyesight is to you. So uh, let's just jump on right uh, from, from the very beginning. Um, I, and I got to tell you, I did hear your wonderful song on YouTube, It cat, especially the Caribbean beat, <laughs> captured my attention. That was a great way to educate the community. But what made you get so passionate about getting this information out there to the community about um, preserving our eyesight? Well, glaucoma is a leading cause of preventable blindness in the African-American community. When you touch your eye, you have a normal eye pressure of around 15, okay? But when the pressure goes up to about 18 or higher, often that can start to damage the optic nerve, lead to loss of peripheral vision, and you don't feel anything. You don't feel it at all. And sometimes someone can lose their vision completely in one eye before they notice any vision. And by the time they go into the doctor, they're already blind in one eye. So it's very important that people over the age of 40 get their eyes uh, checked with a full complete eye examination. Uh, when you go to the eye doctor, they'll ask you about your history, your medical history. Do you have any conditions like high blood pressure, diabetes, or different things like that, a family history of glaucoma. Uh, they'll check your vision. They'll check your eye pressure. They'll take a look at the drain inside the eye. They'll dilate the eye and take a look at the optic nerve, which is a portion of the eye that connects the eyeball to the brain. And if they see something suspicious, they'll check the peripheral vision. They'll check for retinopathy. So these are all things because you mentioned earlier in your show about living in peace, okay? And living in peace, you wanna have peace of mind that your eyes are okay. And with a simple eye examination, you can get that checked out. And the good news is that if someone does have glaucoma, we have new treatments that can help prevent blindness from glaucoma. With earlier cataract surgery and microinvasive glaucoma surgery with these little devices, uh, these are about the five, 10 minute procedure that we can do to uh, help lower the eye pressure and remove the most likely cause of the uh, glaucoma, which is enlarging lens inside the eye. And we have eye drops and laser treatment. So we have so much more new technology these days to help prevent blindness that keeps people vision. And the reason that's important is because when you ask people about their health, one of the main concerns is having a lethal disease like cancer. But the second main concern that people have is losing their vision and living a life without vision. Uh, some people dread that. And so that's why with these uh, new treatments that we have, uh, and it's very important for everyone to get their eyes checked for glaucoma. And if anyone does have glaucoma, encourage all your family members to get checked once a year because there's a good chance that uh, because of the genetic relationships, it does run in families that people, uh, someone in your family may have it, and they should get their eyes checked once a year as well. Yeah, you know, and I've always heard that, you know, glaucoma is um, so prevalent in the African-American community. You know, we have that, and I myself have had a number of scares, when I say scares, because I think you're, you're right, people are concerned about losing their vision, because when you lose your vision, you lose uh, um, independence, right? And that's one of the one of the number one things I hear in my you know my practice as a pharmacist and run, you know when I used to work in community is that as people get older they really get concerned about 
maintaining their independence. And so we know that um, having your sight is one way to help you maintain that independence. But um, that glaucoma, and, and the doctor says, oh, something is shaped weirdly in your eye, but I'm that person who's hypersensitive to, okay, get another glaucoma check, because as I mentioned at the top of the show, is that I read that article about, um, and I, I apologize, I don't remember his, his um, name, but he played the role of JJ on Good Times, and exactly what you talked about, uh, blind in one eye, just woke up one day and blind in that eye, and what I understand you to be saying is, this is preventable. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. If you get it caught early enough uh, with treatment to lower the eye pressure, uh, we can prevent blindness from glaucoma. And the reason why glaucoma is very prevalent in the African-American community is because of the history of segregation and slavery. Um, there, there were no Black doctors, no African-American eye doctors or ophthalmologists that had been trained uh, for hundreds of years in America. And the communities are separated. And despite the fact that we have integration now, still residentially, if you go to many cities across the country, you know, you look at the railroad tracks, black communities on one side and white communities on the other side. And there's a shortage of black ophthalmologists. So over 26,000 ophthalmologists in the United States, but only about 400 African-American. So there's very few eye doctors within these black communities across the country. They have decreased access to eye care, decreased access to screening, decreased access to earlier cataract surgery, and for all those reasons, there's a much higher prevalence of glaucoma in the community, about four times higher rate of uh, prevalence of glaucoma in the community, and about eight to 10 times higher rate risk of blindness from glaucoma in those communities. So that's why I'm very passionate about educating people about this disease, and also educating them to get their eyes checked uh, so that, you know, uh, they can get access to the treatments that we have nowadays. And it's also important for the young people who are looking for professions. A lot of young men these days, you ask them, what do you want to do? I want to go to NBA. But they don't realize that to become a professional basketball player, there's only 400 people in the NBA. Okay? There are thousands of other career opportunities available in medicine, as an eye specialist, as an eye surgeon, uh, within nursing, and all kinds of different professions as well. So there are a variety of professions that are available that are open out there as well. We need more young people to go into ophthalmology, become optometrists, ophthalmologists, opticians to help provide eye care to the community. And these are great professions as well, in addition to your profession of acting and pharmacy as well. Uh, so, you know, people should keep their minds open to different professions as well uh, in terms of career opportunities. I 100% agree. You know, let's explore all of the careers out there. A, a career in the NBA would not be a bad thing, but if you just look at it statistically, I don't like to jump on anybody's dream, but have a have a solid background backup plan that really excites you. As you mentioned, there are only 400 players in the league, and if you happen to become one of them, huge congratulations. But if you don't, there are so many other fulfilling things that you could, um, and ways of, to be of service in our communities and throughout the world at large. You mentioned cataracts, and I want to just say, again, uh, I, as a pharmacist, I've been a pharmacist for over 30 years, and I remember working with a pharmacist who has, whose husband went blind because he wouldn't get the cataract surgery. Now, this is some number of years ago, and I know surgeries have advanced, but we're talking about glaucoma, we're talking about cataracts, two of which eye diseases are uh, blindness is preventable. Is that correct? Correct. A cataract is when the lens, we all have lenses inside our eye that help focus the light. But with aging, 
uh, as your hair becomes gray over the age of 50, the lens in the eye becomes yellow and enlarges, okay? And so in terms of the cataracts, when the lens gets very hazy, it blurs your vision so that you can't see very well. And when it gets larger like this, uh, it can increase the eye pressure and contribute to the development of glaucoma. So when one of those two things happen, either the eye pressure starts to increase from a large lens in the eye or a decreased vision, we can do cataract surgery where we take that lens out and put a new lens, a new acrylic lens in. That procedure takes about 10 minutes. We do it at the hospital. You go home the same day. Oftentimes you don't even need any stitches in the eye. And it's a really life-changing thing to improve your vision and help lower the eye pressure, reduce the risk of uh, developing glaucoma or going blind from glaucoma. And so in the hands of skilled surgeons, you do have to find a skilled surgeon that's comfortable with this to do that for you. But you have to be careful because in many black communities, they triage patients to student clinics, uh, resident clinics, okay, at the hospitals. Even when you go to the major hospitals, you go to Ivy League hospitals, they have two sets of care. One what's called a faculty practice for private patients or white patients. And then the other one is student clinics for uh, uh, people of color and uh, patients without insurance. And that was set up during segregation days, but those structures still exist. And so you have to be careful of that and make sure you have an experienced surgeon doing your surgery in your eye uh, in that respect to try to get the best outcome you can. Yeah, that, I think you make a very good point there. And in as much, we, we were both interns somewhere at one point in time. And I have, a, I have and, I, and I, I precept interns now in, in my profession, I have a warm place in my heart for that. But I think that the consumer, the patient needs to be very well-versed, as you mentioned, uh, really educate yourself on who is doing your procedure. You know that uh, we all are walking around with smartphones in our hands. You can, you can Google every physician and, and find out you know, what their practice is all about and how many um, surgeries they're doing have done uh, that you're getting done and all of that. So make yourself an educated consumer. We all have, I don't think I see anybody without a cell phone these days. Utilize that mini computer in your hand. Make sure you're doing that research because I 100% agree with Dr. LaRoche is that you want to make sure that this is your eyesight in as much as you don't want to avoid, I, I strongly uh, recommend against avoiding cataract um, healthcare and glaucoma healthcare, because this blindness from these two is preventable. So you definitely want to get the care. You want to make sure you get high quality care. So do, do your due diligence, do your research, become active in your healthcare. I can't stress that enough. Um, we have the means we're, you know, if you know someone who's not walking around with the, with the cell phone in their hand, you know, be a friend and, and, and look it up for them. But um, Dr. LaRoche, you are what I would call a renaissance man, <laughs> because in addition to having this uh, very um, dynamic practice, uh, two locations, and before we move on and talk about other parts of your dynamic life, uh, tell our audience um, where, where your practices are located. And just a little bit about contact information, if someone wanted to be able to contact you and discuss um, health care, eye care? Well, if you're in the New York area, I have two offices. One is in Harlem, 49 West 127th Street. That number is 212-663-0473. I have a second office in Queens Village, uh, in Queens, and that number is 718-217-0424. I have a lot of medical information on my website, 
www.advancedeyecarenny.com and uh, educational videos and lectures on my uh, YouTube channel, uh, Daniel LaRoche, MD. Uh, for those of you that live outside of New York and you're looking for uh, uh, African-American physician, there is a website called Black Eye Care Perspective and you can go there and see uh, a list of physicians that are locally in your area. Um, if uh, you have an another ethnic group or looking for another physician, there's also the American Academy of Ophthalmology. Find a physician. Uh, you can look for that also as well in your area to find an eye doctor uh, to get your eyes checked out. Oh, thank you for that. That's very valuable information. I'm sure our listeners will be able to utilize. So we're back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace, and we have our guest today, Dr. LaRoche, and we're giving tips for eyesight health. Eyesight health. So if you're just joining us, we're talking about, you know, these are preventable um, eye diseases that could lead to uh, blindness, but blindness is preventable. We're talking about our top two today, cataract and, and glaucoma. And I wanna ask before we move from that subject, are there any symptoms that uh, a patient would have? Let's say we have a patient that's not going to the eye doctor on a regular basis for, any, for a number of reasons. We did mention, you know, maybe they don't have health insurance or they're underinsured. Um, is there something that they should be aware of and say, oh my goodness, I need to get to an eye doctor now? Well, unfortunately, glaucoma in particular is called the silent thief of sight because it acts, you don't feel anything. It's silent, you don't feel anything. And you can literally lose 90% of your vision before you notice it, because it's, it goes so slowly from the periphery to the central part of your vision. And even when you go blind in one eye, your other eye makes up for it. And so um, that it's very challenging. So with respect to glaucoma, you really need to get an eye examination. With cataracts, it's a little more forgiving because you will get blurred vision, but you won't be able to read as well or see as well, things will be foggy. And so that will probably trigger you to go in and get your eyes checked uh, in that respects. Uh, so, so that's the difference between those two. I, I love that. And, and you're right, it's the silent thief of sight. So what we're encouraging today, if you're listening um, for yourself and for your loved ones, make eye care part of your yearly doctor visits. Make that part of your yearly doctor visits. Save your site. Be part of that, um, have a champion for somebody else to help save their site. I know we got so many things to do, right, in this modern, fast-paced world, but your site helps you do it faster, easier, and more comfortably, so it's worth the time to um, build in uh, a visit to the eye doctor. I was saying before we... Just before the break, that you are a Renaissance man, Dr. LaRoche, because in addition to your wealth of knowledge in health and medical field, you also have some outside interests. You um, have a book, How to Be a uh, Successful Black Man. Yes, that's correct. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know um, just the title <laughs> is exciting to hear that someone's going to hear, hear you're, you know, giving tips how to do this. I, I love a, how, a good how-to journal. So, <laughs> Yes, I wrote this book, How to Be a Successful Black Man, because when I was in college, I was exposed to um, 
our original African history through teachers like Ivan Van Sertema, John Henry Clark, uh, that talked about the Nile Valley civilization and our African legacy uh, that you know we, we started with the uh, founders of civilization, uh, spirituality, science, mathematics, and uh, all of these different items. And as I've progressed in my career, I saw that a lot of these institutions with African-American studies department are really destroyed uh, and, and not built upon. Uh, and, and then also many of the texts and the books that were written were written uh, at a high college level, okay? Not necessarily a lower college or high school level per se. Uh, actually a higher college level, excuse me, but not at a high school or middle school level. And there weren't too many people talking to students about that. And I didn't like the images of black men that we were seeing on TV all the time. They accentuate the negative and don't accentuate the positive on the media all the time. And so I wanted to write this book to share that legacy of the Nile Valley civilization history, how what was going on with civilization thousands of years ago in Africa and throughout the world by African-American men and men of African descent. Uh, what we went through, um, how we came out of what we went through uh, with uh, colonization, slavery, uh, and then also uh, pearls for success um, in terms of being successful, being focused, being determined, pursuing education, uh, businesses, entrepreneurship, and, and things to avoid, uh, like avoiding drugs, avoiding getting incarcerated, uh, avoiding certain pitfalls, that can draw you back. And, and, and then uh, ending with the uplifting poem by Dr. Gerald Deese, one of my mentors as well. So it, it's pretty easy to read. It's about 100 pages. Has a lot of information in there. It's great, a great family book for family conversation. Uh, the kids, once they grab the book, they hold on to it, they love it. Uh, the parents like it. It helps the parents to try to achieve what they want to achieve. And I've had several elderly patients who have told me uh, when they read the book that there were things in there they didn't know, particularly about the African history and the African contribution to civilization, such as Patahotep, the author of the first book, okay, the, 40, uh, the teachings and the maxims of Patahotep. And this is an African father uh, writing a book to teach lessons, leadership lessons to his son. That was the first complete book written by African. Everyone, around the world should know that, but it's not, it's purposefully not taught. The first physician, Imhotep, okay, who, who was the first physician, also the builder of the step period, not only was he a physician, but he was an engineer, an architect, a priest, many other titles. Uh, and so that legacy needs to be spoken about and taught. So there are many pearls like that in the book. Yeah, I love, I love the book. And I just want to Ask because I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking of, of several great young men that I either work with or I'm related to who would love to read a book, How to Be a Successful Black Man, because um, mentorship is, I don't know about you, but it is the reason that I am the woman that I am today, because I was that girl who was, you know, at the kitchen table with my grandmother and my mother picking beans or, you know you know, shucking corn or cleaning, <laughs> cleaning greens, what have you. And I was mentored um, uh, in most informal way, but I was mentored towards the woman that I am today. I often find that black men don't have that same mentorship, you know? Um, and so I know men who would, who would really benefit from this book. 
um, what you mentioned that it, it is the spectrum. You've got uh, middle schoolers reading it all the way up to older um, uh, men who are reading it. So is it, it is there an age bracket that's more appropriate or is it just really um, from that spectrum, anyone could really read it and get something from it? I think uh, if kids are in elementary school, you know, elementary school or younger, uh, they should read it with parents. Uh, they will have questions and the parents can guide them through that. So they should read it with an adult. But middle school and higher, uh, anyone can read it on their own. And, and I wrote it in a way that it appeals to a broad spectrum of people. And I love the fact that it's only 100 pages because we live in a microwave society. And 100 pages, you know, uh, someone can go through in the afternoon and really and use it as a pocket reference. I am big on pocket references. You can remember something that you read and go back and, and get that information again. And um, so you mentioned uh, the 42 laws of Mott. I got to tell you, I had them on my kitchen pantry door for my children's entire childhood. <laughs> and so um, talk a little bit about that. It's where it's yes, we cover that in the book. And Ma'at is represented by the Ankh. The Ankh, the top part of the Ankh represents like the womb of the woman. The bottom part represents the man. And the two side part represents the children, representing life, family, harmony, balance, truth, justice, order, reciprocity. This is these are the teachings of our Nile Valley ancestors that had the greatest civilization on the planet, a peaceful civilization, a civilization that was very principled with a strong moral foundation, moral being. Okay? This is our original heritage that's not been taught to us and that was stolen away from us. And we have to return to that legacy. Uh, by returning to that legacy, we will rebuild our families, we will rebuild our communities, and we will thrive in that respects. And then we have to share that legacy with everyone else, okay? Because the other legacies that are out there in terms of some of the religions, uh, they, they, they're very flawed, unfortunately. I mean, if we look at the Judeo-Christian example, for example, we had slavery for 400 years under Judeo-Christian leadership, okay? We had colonization all over the planet. We had extermination of indigenous peoples in the Americas, in South America, in Australia, uh, under Judeo-Christian leadership. And so um, this has not worked for us as a people in that respects. We have, I mean, I've been to Russia. In Russia, there's a lot of churches in Russia. And look what's going on in Russia that's produced a Putin and that's destroying Ukraine. You see that nightly with nightly bombings right there. So this is not producing principles you know, principled uh, societies or individuals in that respect to live in peace and be harmonious, live in order and balance. So we have to uh, internalize these 42 laws of Ma'at, uh, which some people have heard of the 10 commandments, but these are like 42 commandments, but that we internalize ourselves, okay? And it's not in terms of a religion, but a spirituality. Religion is usually when people get together and follow a particular priest. That's not what this is about. The spirituality is you, what you incorporate as an individual and your connection to the divine. The divine both being female and male. Within Ma'at, Ma'at was represented by a woman. And you see, I don't know if you can see here, but you see there's a woman here with wings, okay? These wings represent ascension, okay? To lift yourself to a higher level within Ma'at represented by a woman, okay? And the woman as a divine, 
very important, very, very powerful. And then another emblem is the kepa. The kepa is like the beetle. And you see there's a little brown ball there. And so the kepa, the, the ancestors were very observant with society and with the animals and nature. And with the kepa, uh, when a kepa uh, tries to take care of its young, it pulls together all the, the dung and the dirt on the ground and the poop from other animals and rolls it up into a ball. And within this ball of dirt, it puts its eggs in. And its eggs transforms itself into life, into a being. And so that transformation from nothing into something is lessons that the ancestors shared with us. Like wherever your situation is, no matter what your situation is, no matter how dirty, how low it is, you can transform yourself into a beautiful being. Okay? So Kepara was a, so these stories from the Nile Valley are very important because there's lessons to learn from each entity, from each character, from each deity. There were many different deities, okay? Another deity was Tehuti. Tehuti is represented here as a man with the symbol of a bird with the beak. There was a writing. And that was the author. That was a deity of writing and authorship and scholarship and the hieroglyphs. The first writing, we created the first writing of the hieroglyphs that could be read from left to right, from right to left, up, down, and down, up. So if you ever get a chance to go to uh, Kemet, which is name was changed to Egypt, and you look at the original temples and you see these writings, you can learn and study that and see the beautiful messages, the beautiful literature that's on those messages and the powerful symbols. And once you learn and you learn to understand these types of things. So uh, Ma'at is a very important thing. I'm glad you have it on your refrigerator. Do I have it? I teach my kids that. And I said, this is the most important thing I could give you in life is to internalize this legacy and live in Ma'at and in peace. You started your show talking about peace. If everybody lived in Ma'at, we would have peace all over the world. All the jails would be empty. We wouldn't have wars, okay? We would have peace. And my art to me is the epitome of trying to achieve peace. And so we have to, uh, one, relearn that legacy, remember that legacy. And then two, once we do that, we share that legacy with others to help civilize the planet. And I love what you're saying here. So as in, in my kids are now in college, well, my daughter's just graduated from college in Maine on her way to grad school, but my son's moving into his second year of college. And so it was on my door, my kitchen is no longer there, but I'm thinking as you're talking that there was no reason for me to transition from that, right? Because that is a way of life. So I'm gonna find it and put it back up because we're always every day, right? reinventing ourselves and realigning ourselves to something right and that's why you read those every day um, we would go through them in the morning some of them in the morning we pick up again before we went to bed and it was a thing that i had the children do because i always said this is that you this is life and thinking as we all have choices right and different people get to different levels of awareness and consciousness at different points in their life but it takes two people to argue. It takes two people to go to war. One person can't go to war by themselves with somebody else, right? So if you were in that favor of mind, if you carry that consciousness, if you carry that, if you realign yourself, all people realign themselves daily, you carry your peace with you. 
You carry your peace with you. This is the Everyday Peace Show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I'm super excited today to have had Dr. LaRoche as our special guest. We learned today the importance of eye care, the importance of uh, researching your eye care professional, right? The importance of regular eye checkups, right? The glaucoma has no symptoms, cataracts do, but um, get in there, get those eye checks, make it part of your yearly checkup, check on somebody else, do a buddy system, make sure somebody else is getting that eye care. Dr. LaRoche is in the New York area. He's giving you that information. So you're welcome to look Dr. LaRoche up if you're in that area, but right where you are, you're worth it. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. Until next time, know that I absolutely love you. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.